everybody. This is the Hallmarkies podcast and I'm Rachel and I'm so excited today to bring you an interview with one of our favorite Hallmark writers. This is very exciting to have the chance to talk to Tracy Andreen, uh, who has written so many Hallmark movies. This is incredible. So Tracy, thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited. I've listened to you guys. So this is kind of fun being on the other end. <laughs> surreal right oh I know these I know this voice hey how are you (laughs) yeah well we feel that way about because I was just looking through your IMDb and I'm just like oh my gosh she did that and she did that and she that oh my gosh that one's really good too (laughs) (laughs) this has been quite a year I have to say like I've had six once uh next week once it's Christmas Eve airs I'll have had six uh Hallmark movies this year and then last year I I don't remember how many I had last year I know I did I think I had five movies there, but I think only three of them were on Hallmark, which um, uh, All for Love, uh, uh, Switched for Christmas, and Christmas Getaway were the three that I had last year um, on Hallmark. But this year has been like a Hallmark palooza, and I am so incredibly grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, we'd like to ask our guests to just introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become a writer. Okay, introduction. I probably should have uh, put a little more time between when I just handed in a project and now, but (laughs) my brain isn't quite so much like porridge. Uh, So I apologize in advance. Um, Who am I? Who am I? Who am I, Rachel? I don't know, but I'm going to try to sum it up. Um, That's okay. There's no, there's no, there's no test. So do you, do you grow up up in Canada or the States or? I, I was, um, grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, and I, my parents, I was actually born in Riverside, California, but my mom and dad moved back to Tulsa, where they're, uh, where they're from, uh, when I was only about like two years old. So I was raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I attended the University of Oklahoma, which means I know football a lot. I love nice. football a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I moved out as soon as I graduated from college, like within three months, I moved to Los Angeles, uh, California to pursue a, a career in screenwriting. And, um, and it was something I always knew I wanted to do, which is sort of odd since I was like a, a little, little girl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, whose dad was, a uh, you know, an oil accountant and whose mom was an occasional, uh, secretary or stay-at-home mom depending on what you know we could afford at the time or what she could get Uh there's really like no connection for our my family uh to the film industry other than my mom loved reading which she imparted to me and my three brothers and my father was a movie aficionado which he also imparted to me and my three brothers which is why two of my brothers are also out here and, or in the entertainment industry. Um, the third brother is just making money in, in Phoenix, Arizona, in the flipper flop business. He's kind of like the, the Chip and Joanna from uh, Fixer Upper kind of world, which I admire greatly. But anyway, so yeah, so like, it's kind of funny that like three of, of the four of us ended up out here in Los Angeles uh, trying to pursue our own careers in, in the entertainment business. So. And I, I came out here, I, I got a job working in film development for various companies. I worked for um, Amblin slash DreamWorks uh, for a while. And then I moved over to um, Mandalay Entertainment, then Mandalay Pictures. And then I sold a couple of uh, screenplays to Mandalay while I was still an executive there. That was super fun. That means it was the times that I had no sleep whatsoever. And then I kind of reached a point where I had to determine if I was going to pursue film development or writing. And I really, you know, I kind of had one of those moments where you're like, you know, I didn't come out here to, uh, to be a film development executive. I came out here to be a writer. So I left Mandalay. I, I got a job in um, administration is a, a kind way of putting it. I was basically doing front <laughs> work at a, at a, uh, which is a total like 180 from before where you're like driving onto the studio lot, you know, here's my expense account. Let's go to nice restaurants. And then you're like, I'm over in administration at an economic think tank in Santa Monica. But, but it, it afforded me the mental freedom to be able to pursue writing. And so that's kind of what I did is I, you know, slugged it out for a while. And then 
Lee Friedlander, who you have had on your podcast mm-hmm. uh, and thinks very highly of you guys. She and I had met um, socially and, and she, you know, was, you're never going to meet anyone as, as just, you know, dog, she's dogmatic. Dogmatic, that's not the right word, but dog, dog on it. She's really yeah. persistent. Yeah. Dog it. Thank you. There you go. Remember, yeah. brain is forage. <laughs> um, and so she, she, she liked my writing and she found, you know, went out and, uh, basically scrounged up a, an opportunity um, a few years ago. She met a producer, this gentleman by the name of Tim Johnson, who does quite a few of the Lifetime and, and uh, Hallmark movies. She got him to give us a chance. And so she was going to, at the time she was planning to uh, direct, it didn't quite work out at that time. She has obviously ended up doing really well directing since then. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so she got us a chance to do this idea. So Tim, Tim Johnson basically says, to, to Lee, all right, all right, you know, I'm going to give you a title and see if you can come up with a story on the title. Well, the title was A Bride for Christmas. That is not the movie that we ended up doing, but I'm just letting you know, it was yeah. called A Bride for Christmas. And so, you know, I was, Lee comes to me and says, can you come up with, you know, can you come up with something? And I'm thinking, I have never seen a Hallmark movie in my life. So of course my answer is, yes, of course. And like, the, it was just one of those great sort of moments where the universe was like, hey, guess what? It happens to be July. And so what does Hallmark have in July? But Christmas in July. So I just sat down and watched 800 <laughs> hours of Christmas movies. And I yeah. took notes. And you know those, those, those um, Hallmark bingo cards that are going out around the world now? <laughs> including the on our website. You can download. Oh, um, do you? Oh, there you go. There we go. Synergy. We're working together. You didn't even know it. (laughs) So, so I could have come up with that in back in 2012. Yeah, 2012. Um, Because I just took notes. I was like, gingerbread house. Okay, excellent. Will there snowball fight? Fantastic. Is there a dance? Excellent. Can we get them in formal attire? Wonderful. So I'm like writing all this stuff down, and then I kind of like came up with a pitch. Uh, tossed it out there, got accepted, which was I was super excited about, and then uh, started writing. I got about halfway through writing it, and we got a call from Tim, the producer, and he said, yeah, okay, here's the deal. I don't want her to be a bride. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I don't want her to be a bride. And I, I don't think I want it to be Christmas either. I'm like, but Tim, it's, it's literally called a bride for Christmas. I don't, what, what do you want it to be? He's like, I don't know yet. So we've, long story short, convinced him to, because uh, I'm like, literally, I'm looking at page 60 on my, my script, like, well, it, but, mm. and so he, <laughs> you know, like, if your brain sort of goes on fire by that point, yeah. and so then I got him to, to it, still keep it Christmas, but I had to make her no longer a bride, you know, all sorts of yeah. reworking and reconfiguring, and long story short, we, I sent in a script, he likes the script, but he's like, you know, I've already got another writer doing A Bride for Christmas, so we're going to come up with another title on this, but I'm still going forward with the script. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. And then long story short, Lee didn't end up directing uh, that project, which got named Snow Bride. Yeah. And that ended up being the first one that I did for them. And I don't know if you, you guys, if Lee told you this, but my, uh, through the course of this, one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to get my sister-in-law who was coming off Spartacus at the time. I wanted to, I was really like, I was like, you know what? I don't have a lot of shots, but I'm going to try to just see if my sister-in-law, you know, I can get her in this. My sister-in-law is Katrina Law. No way. And so, out of town. Yes. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Lee and I, <laughs> um, we, this is like early January, 2013. And by this point, we know Lee's, I've, you know, my script is, has, is going forward. Um, Lee's going to produce it. Uh, now, but we're going to meet another Hallmark producer by the name of Michael Vickerman and the man who ultimately directed the movie, Burt Kish. So the four of us meet in kind of a hi, how do you do, how do you do, how do you do, kind of like, and uh, Bert and Lee are talking. We're in this random kitchen in the middle of nowhere. Bert and Lee are having a conversation while I'm chatting with Vickerman. And so that's when I had that moment of like, I'm going to do it. I, you know, for family, I'm going to pitch my sister-in-law. So I start telling him about Katrina. And he, as it turns out, Mike Vickerman, who's uh, done quite a few of, of the Hallmark movies, he, he actually really loved Spartacus and he knew who Katrina was. Um, but here's the thing. Spartacus is great, yeah. but it ain't, it ain't exactly not, not Hallmark. Hallmark. Okay. <laughs> it's not Hallmark. So I was kind of worried, like, this is going to be kind of a stretch, guys. Meanwhile, 
just by it's just the total fluke of the universe, right, you know, diagonal from me, Bert is talking with Lee, and I hear him say Katrina Law. And I think, naturally, he's overheard me talking to Vickerman. So I, I look at him and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I kind of have one of those moments. He goes, oh, do you know her? And I was like, what? No <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I'm shooting a, an independent. And Lee at this point is like, uh, you know, like it's her sister-in-law. He goes, I, I'm shooting and he was doing uh, camera work, DP work on an independent film that Kat was doing in Death Valley. And so we all kind of in that moment real, had this, this moment of like, okay, Kat, Katrina has to do this movie, which was great for the four of us. But you know, now we're having to all four try to convince Hallmark that this woman who's coming from, you know, Spartacus, and she, I think she'd done Chuck and some other like independent, you know, action stuff. She's, she's really funny. And I'm like, guys, I know her. She's really funny. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, thanks Trust me, the universe. Please. Yes. Hi, I know you don't know who I am, and I've never written anything for you guys, and I'm kind of this random person on the street, but this, this person who is in one of the most brutal, bloody television shows imaginable is hilarious and kind of a goofball. Yeah. Yeah. And so fortunately it all worked out and she got in there and she just did, a, you know, I think it's still to this day, probably my, not probably, it's my favorite movie that for oh. dozens of reasons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good. Uh, it's really fun and uh, it's just kind of bonkers. The whole idea of her like, <laughs> being in this wedding dress in the middle of, and her, you know, we love movies about like uh, fake fiancés, we call them or uh, sort of, yeah. Yes need to be somebody that are not you know we're we're big mm -hmm. fans they didn't have any last <laughs> christmas which we were very upset about but it looks like they're gonna have a couple this year so that's good oh good i love the good fake well that was kind of what i was like i was like who doesn't love a good fake beyonce story you yeah. know like come on and I mean, who doesn't do one i mean it, it really what everyone does yeah, it really goes back to rom-com roots, Christmas rom-com, especially with Christmas in Connecticut. And it goes way back uh, to... Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, Barbara Stanwyck. She set the yeah. bar. And, uh, and it's Look, exactly. Yeah. See, I grew up with my dad, who was the movie buff, taking it back. He yeah. basically gave me probably the best unofficial education in film that I could have ever had. Amazing. I sat down... Yeah, he would have, he would sit there and give us, you know, random trivia bits as we were watching, you know, the old movies with Barbara Stanwyck, with, you know, Howard Hawks, Preston Sturgis, uh, Dad Loved John Ford, although it doesn't really pertain to rom-com bill, but like all of this stuff, all, the MGM musicals, Gene Kelly, love Gene Kelly, all that stuff, Tomden and Green, you know, uh, Billy Wilder kind of stuff, I, you know, so I was, that's actually what I was raised on, and so it really yeah. helps in my present day writing yeah. um, and being able to understand the rhythms of, of, of banter. Yeah. Yeah. I really, we, and, and the thing I appreciate about Snow Bride is that it's, it's got a, some of that sort of classic kind of banter between the characters. It's uh, which I feel like in the last couple of years, they've kind of moved away from being funny to being uh, sweet. And that's fine, but yeah, I do yeah. miss like watching a Hallmark movie and having you know some real laughs and having yeah, real romantic yeah. comedy. So um, yeah, I've noticed from in the five years that I've been doing this, there's definitely been a a, a shift in the the tone of the notes that I get. Um, but I will say this: when I, when I get notes, because I I both watch. The, the Hallmark movies, just A, because at this point, I frankly like them. Um, I don't know yeah. if I've been, you know, brought in. I don't know what it is, but I do. I'm like, I, I find myself sitting down. I'm like, you know, the world is hard and I'm tired. I'm going to watch two people fall in love nicely. So I'm yeah. like, that's what I'm going to do. And that's if it's Christmas, even better. Yeah. So, so I, I genuinely watch them, but, um, but also uh, what, what I've noticed, and so I've noticed the, the, the shifting in tone. However, from from my perspective as a as a writer, mm -hmm. I always get notes up, almost always get notes up the banter, more banter. And I don't know if it's because they bring it to me because they're like, "Hey, you're the banter girl," um, or I don't know what it is. But my 
my notes generally tend to be, uh, we need more banter. And I noticed that I think mine have more banter than some of some others. I mean, Nina actually, speaking, bringing it back to Nina and Julie, I know they, I watched theirs and they're hilarious. Like they yeah. do banter too. So it's yeah. not what I will tell you. It's not as much as it used to be, and certainly not as what you see in in Snow Bride is. Yeah, uh, a sort of shifting away from the physical comedy. Yeah, but um, it really and, can and elevate for, a project. Like I, speaking of Julie, like Finding Santa, I thought like the plot <laughs> wasn't like the greatest thing to ever exist, but he, there was a lot of funny lines about like her doing this, you know, him writing the zombie uh, musical. <laughs> Uh, or outsider mm-hmm. zombie musical that was funny and mm-hmm. so it really elevated yeah. the movie and i think um there you can say that with a lot of yours as well i think all for love for sure was elevated by some oh we had fun, fun with that one yeah thank that you that one was in my top five last year non-christmas um hallmark uh-huh. i really hey. enjoyed it yeah <laughs> it's really good I will, I, I will also say it helps i'm so sorry to interrupt but no no uh sarah rue in terms of her ability to like she's just innately gifted in terms of being able to do uh funny dialogue that and but also to to be able to like in the in the other moments to convey emotion and you know pathos she's fantastic i mean i really would love the opportunity to to work with her again yeah and i remember lee was oh yeah when lee was uh, on set that's the first one she filmed that she and I worked together with her as director and me as writer um and she was since like making me look at dailies because <laughs> I don't like to uh she's like no no you have to watch these are really good and I watched her and I, I made sure that she went and told Sarah I said look she's honestly sister my sister-in-law side who oh, everything will be like my sister-in-law side Sarah Rue is probably the <laughs> best at being able to um uh nail the intonations of what it is I was going for 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 dialogue because it can be kind of hit and miss where you're like you put it out there you're like of course someone's gonna totally understand exactly how I meant that to be said and then you you watch you're like nope (laughs) well and I just thought that it was a really good story about her uh gaining confidence again and uh it's not just about the romance because that's obviously romance is very predictable but that's what we like about it we like that it's predictable but it's fun when there's sort of another level there in the character Mm -hmm. and i thought that was a really good example and i love steve bassick in that movie i thought he was right such a great like teddy bear of a man i loved him (laughs) he was was great he yeah. really was, that was a concern. I'm sure you, you can you imagine where it's like we, we've crafted a character who's like a Navy SEAL. And on some level, you're like, please don't hire someone scrawny. You know, we need a guy who yeah. looks like that man could have been a Navy SEAL at some yeah. point in his life. Oh, for and sure. And see, basic, yeah. Like, I loved the scene when she, he teaches her to swim. That was a great scene. It was very. You know sweet. what? Lee Friedlander is the the sort of the architect behind that one she kept trying to be like because i was i think i leaned a little farther away from making it sexy and lee's like no make it sexier make it sexier and i was like you know what we're writing for like right like so she's i thought she did a great job with that yeah she did really really good yeah i so you guys have worked together on so is it uh just is it just uh three you know it's is it three movies nope five it's actually no, it's six. Although I don't really oh. count Killer Coach, which is a non-Hallmark one, because I didn't okay. have a lot to do with that. <laughs> she directed so, it, and technically I was the writer on it, but I don't know. So you did um, All for Love, mm-hmm. and uh, Love, of course, and... Mm-hmm. Switch for Christmas. Um, Switch for Christmas. And, mm-hmm. which and she produced Ice oh, Sculpture for Christmas you. and Snow Bride. Oh, okay yeah what do you think that what do you think works so well in that dynamic between the two of you we just completely can tell each other anything and um and there's no you know sometimes when you because we already know each other as friends and we just have a really good communication she can be as pushy as she wants to be with me and i can turn around and be like stop it and she'll be then she'll laugh and then I'll laugh and we move on like there's just no you know and she's but she's got she gets these ideas and she really and she has a fantastic visual 
uh, eye for what and how to, and the rhythm for how scenes should. I thought Love of Course was probably her best work in terms mm -hmm. of directing. And, um, and she got great performances, in my opinion, out of Cameron and Ke uh, Kelly. And um, that was probably like, there were some really great moments in that in terms, and they were not something like I can put whatever I do in the screenplay, but in the execution, if you don't have the right cast, and if they're not well, well directed, you, you know, it, it could yeah. very well not work. Well, so. the thing that was, I think, the best about Love, of course, is uh, obviously Cameron Matheson is a dream, but yes. <laughs> what I like- Not hard on the eyes. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, so they have had so many of these near kisses on Hallmark movies, mm -hmm. and after you've watched a bunch of them, it gets kind of old. It's like, because sometimes it's so Agreed. ridiculous. Like, oh, you hear some, like, the tiniest little sound, and it stops, or the phone, <laughs> like, let the phone ring. Are you kidding me? And uh, what I liked in Love, of course, is I liked that it was actually a near kiss that made sense to the character because she was insecure. And that's why right. she didn't want to kiss, not because there was some random sound that stopped them. And I thought that I was like, that's how you do it. That is how you well, do a near kiss. I agree. I was like, what I, when I was writing it, um, I remember getting to that point and sometimes when you write stuff, you know exactly what the characters are going to do. And sometimes you get to a point and you're like, oh, I had no idea that that's where it was going to go. So yeah. I knew they were going to dance. I knew they were going to come back to, you know, he was going to drop her off. And, and I knew they could not kiss because, the, you know, they couldn't kiss until the end. So I was like, okay. But so then you start listening. Writing is a weird profession, by the way. It's just, I always refer to it as managed schizophrenia. <laughs> so it's like you start listening to the to the voices of, of the characters. And in this particular moment, it's like, who is Amy Andalini in this moment? And how would she feel? And I was like, this is a woman who hasn't kissed anyone in, in many years. Like her husband's been dead for, you know, passed for six. You know, who knows what I mean, I assumed actually he was sick. And so I assumed that it was one of those things where he, he yeah. had, she had gone a while without being actually intimate with someone. Mm -hmm. And suddenly like there's this guy in front of her who let's not kid ourselves. He's just ridiculously sexy. And yeah. so, you know, on one level you want to be like, I would love to kiss your lips all over the place. And on another level, you're like, I haven't done this in so long. I'm nervous. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where it all kind of came out. In that. And what I loved was how Cameron negotiated, uh, nope, that's not the word, navigated the, um, the, the moment right afterwards and how yeah. he, you know, uh, while I, it is scripted that he kissed her on the forehead, it's how he, he did it. And yeah. It was so, so yeah, that's actually one of my favorites too. It was really yeah. sweet. But I will really tell you that Love, of course, does have probably one of my all-time favorite scenes that, are, that I wrote. And that's the, the corn maze scene. Oh, okay. The Marco that Polo. <laughs> Marco Polo. That, yeah. there's, when you write a script, it's very rare that you have a, a scene or a sequence that doesn't get touched in some way or changed in some fashion. It's just the uh -huh. way it is. And the Marco Polo corn maze scene is, it's not exactly what it was written in the first draft. It's minor changes. It is literally like the same thing untouched. And Lee and I had written it originally in 2017 for the 2017 fall harvest. We just didn't make it in time. And so when it came back for this, this last spring and they were like, Hey, guess what? We're, we're it's coming for this one. We were like, Oh, great. Excited. But we did that. That never changed. Ah, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a really fun moment when she turns around and she sees him on that tractor looking all sexy. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> Right? Plus so, then you brought it so, back at the end with the Marco Polo yes. again and the, the really good Call final back. kiss. Yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, right. Great, yeah. great kiss. Yeah. 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 So that was Lee's whole goal for, for Cameron in the movie. Just I'm giving this, I'm just going to do the Lee Freelander. She doesn't even need to come back on. I'm just going to do it for her. <laughs> um, so she, she basically, her goal was she's like, I'm going to make Cameron look hot. I, she's like, I'm dressing like a guy. She's like, I'm putting him in Henleys and jeans, and that man's gonna be as hot as he as he should be. And I was like, bra, bow. Like, <laughs> you know, let's do. It. You That's know, hilarious. and yeah. by the way, I know we keep talking about Cameron, but 
Yeah, right. <laughs> but Kelly was fantastic. Like, you know, she, I thought she just was so natural and sweet and, and just like, yeah. and the thing is like having seen a lot of dailies on that, she's basically that person in every take. I've, I did not meet her, but you know, Ann Carlucci, who's the producer and Lee um, Friedlander who directed it both. I know very well. And they're like, that's exactly who she is. So yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I had never seen her in anything before, so it was my introduction to her, and I really thought she did a great job. She's it was really good. So, yeah, yeah. that was neat. And I mean, you really had an incredible string of of success, uh, really. With, I, I mean, I love Stranded in Paradise. I think that one is really good. I think. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, because James Denton. Hello. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sidebar: He is one of the nicest guys. I, yeah. That was one of the few sets yeah. I got to go on. And I, he and I had just this real, we had this lovely conversation. And I remember just thinking, you are, you're really a quality, nice guy. Yeah. Good delight and super handsome. And I just really liked uh, Vanessa's journey in that movie, uh, you know, because she's not an ice queen of business, which is something I hate. I hate when mm-hmm. Me too. it's like assumed if you have a career, then you're a horrible, heartless woman who's chosen yep. a career over motherhood. And I hate that. And, uh, and so I liked the fact that, that she was a, a, a nice person and, and like a good, very good at her job and taken for granted mm-hmm. by, by her boss. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I love Vanessa Marcel. I think she's, she's really fantastic. She did a great job. Yeah, great job. And just her character, you know, she's in this pretty desperate spot. Uh, and she, <laughs> she's going, going to this thing that she shouldn't really be going to out of kind of desperation, trying to, and I, and so I, I think that there's quite a bit of character growth for that character through the course of the movie. And I think her and James Denton had pretty good chemistry. And mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was oh, really good. Yeah, that yeah. was also directed by Burt Kish, by the way. He who directed uh, Snow Bride. He did. Oh, both. cool! Yeah, and where was that film? Was that in Mexico? <clears throat> no, it was actually filmed in Puerto Rico. Nice. How about that? Yeah, I got to go there. That I've been. I've been on two sets: uh, Puerto Rico and uh, Big Bear. Snow Bride was actually filmed in Big Bear. Who knew? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not Canada for either of them. Yeah, that's. Funny. Uh, and Puerto Rico is just gorgeous. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I don't, I mean, it breaks my heart right now. I don't know what it's like at the moment, but, um, you know, yeah, what they've been going the through. old San Juan is probably one of the most beautiful places. And, and, uh, yeah. and they, I thought did a really great job taking advantage of the, of the, um, the ambiance. It was beautiful. Yeah. And ice sculpture Christmas is a delight. That's one of our favorites. <laughs> uh, Yay. <laughs> Cause I mean, Rachel Blast. That's the only title. I, I really, I thought for sure they were going to change that title because uh-huh. almost all titles change. And I was yeah. like, we're really not going to change High Sculpture Christmas? We're really, that's, we're going with, that's what we're going with, right? You know? yeah. And we did. But that one was really good. I, uh, David Alpay, he's another oh, great. dream. Love him. And uh, that one's a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, I love uh, All for Love. I thought it was really great. And uh, you know, one really interesting one I wanted to ask you about last year on Up Channel, sure. you had the Christmas Princess, and yes. th- that was based on a true story, right? Mm-hmm. That was actually Donnelly Martez um, is uh, the 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 young girl who on whom the story was based, uh, a producer by the name of Ronnie Klimmer, who's one of the nicest and uh, most seasoned producers in the business, especially in the MOW business. He uh, came to me with this, this idea. He had read an article that he'd optioned from the LA Times about Donnelly and uh-huh. was like, let's, let's go. Uh, I want to turn this into a Christmas movie. And with, uh, you know, Up Channel, you have a little more um, freedom to be uh, not <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little darker. Yeah, because yeah. it is a darker film. She's had to go through quite a few struggles in her life yeah. to, to get where she is. Having, you know, she was, um, this went to the foster care that. system and her mother, exactly. Her mom had a lot of, of stuff that she went through. And so, uh, but Donnelly persevered and she, she just, I mean, she is a really positive, very, very, very strong young woman. Yeah. And, um, and she, 
got to be, I mean, here's the thing. I, I got a crash course in Rose Princesses, which is not my natural wheelhouse. And if you're a, a young woman in the Pasadena area, you've probably tried out to be a Rose Princess. So that's like thousands of people. And to be, you know, chosen as one of the, the select few is truly an honor. And, and Donnelly um, did that. So Yeah. I just love, I mean, I love anything with like an adoption, foster care message. And I just think it's a really selfless, beautiful thing when done correctly. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but I love that scene when, he she says you know are you guys are gonna uh get tired of me or something like that and you're gonna leave and and the dad says if you left our hearts would be broken i was like it was so good (laughs) so so that i that was my i'm pretty good about i know exactly which scene you're talking about and when i wrote it um I'm usually, let's just say this, I'm usually pretty amenable when I get notes back of like, and I don't, I don't really like really plant my flag very often. Uh-huh. But when I first, the first draft on that and it came back, I got the note to cut that scene. Oh. And I said, no, I yeah. literally said, absolutely not. I said, this is the heart of the entire movie. Yeah. And I, I'm not, it's not like I'm going to walk, but I was like, I, I, what I basically said was, I respectfully disagree let's submit it with the scene in to see let, what the feedback is. Unfortunately, the feedback was, we love that scene. Cause I was like, look, I cried when I wrote it. I don't, you know, like I'm not cutting this scene. I won't cut any other scene, but not this one. You know, that so I'm really glad you liked it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, it was really, I was, the tears were there. Make them cry. Make them cry. <laughs> you did a good job. Uh, yeah. And so this year you had Once Upon a Prince and this was based on a book. Mm-hmm. So I, which we, Amber and I both read and we both quite enjoyed it. Um, so I was wondering what is the difference as far as a writer in tackling an adaptation versus your own, uh, your own ideas, my own work, my own ideas. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, have now this, including Christmas Story that airs this weekend, uh, which is based on Nancy Nagel's best-selling novel. Uh-huh. This I will now have had three. That will be the third novel that I um, have adapted, including Stranded in Paradise, Once Upon a Prince, and then Christmas Story. Uh-huh. And what I, my general principle, and when approaching an adaptation of a novel, is my first pass, I I hew as close to the original source material as possible keeping in mind that, you know, what Hallmark's parameters are and that, you know, sometimes you can't put stuff in there, this, because that's the way it is. But I try to keep it as close to the original source as possible because my feeling is, well, you bought the book, but don't you want this? Is that what you want? Um, My experience has been in the three adaptations that that's what we start off with. And then the final product tends to be more like a reflection of the general intent of the book. Um, and it's, and it gets, it evolves along the way based on, on notes that come back. Um, the good news so close. far. I mean, yeah. So what's one of Prince was pretty close. The only real difference that I saw is that the book is more faith-based and has. Yes. Well, I don't know if, I can't remember if Christmas Joy is. I know Stranded in Paradise is faith-based and I know that um, Once Upon a Prince is, is, is faith-based. Um, I think Christmas Joy has elements in it, if I remember correctly, but it's not, mm-hmm. I don't believe it is specifically uh, in the faith-based genre. Um, and Hallmark is not anti-faith-based by any stretch of the imagination, in fact, right. quite, you know, but what they, what they want to do is kind of have a, non-denominational sense of faith if that makes any sense you know and that's kind of what we kind of shoot down the 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 center of that which i totally understand look the world right now is cuckoo for cocoa puffs and um in terms of a lot of people and we we all need a safe space (laughs) and and this is a safe space it just is and that's for everybody so that's that's good and um yeah i loved i loved Rachel's work in Once Upon a Prince, I thought it was hilarious. I, and I fought to the very end and I lost. But I was, I wanted to keep the line which cracked me up in reading the book when she at the very end says, are, what is she, she goes, 
are y'all tailgating my engagement? Like I wanted that desperately, but at the end I got, I got axed. I was like, Oh, I wanted the, the, I wanted the barbecue shack. I wanted, uh, I wanted to hit as much of the Georgia as possible because, you know, cause I like that. But at the same time, I think that the, the, the relationship between Nate and Susanna came through, you know, and I thought, frankly, Jonathan and, and uh, his portrayal of Nate was fantastic yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I love when he, like, is wearing his uh, his uh, gardener shirt. Green, in, like, his as, green like, shirt. Spite. <laughs> yeah, the green shirt to, like, spite his parents. <laughs> that actually, you want to know, that came out the towards the very end. I think that was one of the last things I did. It was one of those kind of epiphanies where I was like, you know what, he needs to be wearing the shirt. He needs the shirt. And I put that in and I was super patting myself on the back in my sort of, you know, dazed stupor. I was like, he's wearing, I'm exhausted. This time. I'm like, he's wearing the shirt there. there we go. I don't know why that, that made me laugh. Maybe because I was brain dead. So, but I thought it was fun too. I'm glad I, so far you, we're simpatico here about what the stuff that we like. Yeah. I have to admit, I wasn't a huge fan of Switched for Christmas just because I felt like I was it would be funnier because I thought that mm-hmm. there was potential for this single girl raising you know with these teens like to for it to be really funny but mm-hmm. then it was just kind of like everyone knew and so it was sort of like I thought mm-hmm. they took out the funny can I tell you a story I don't know if you yeah, want to include it or not I will tell you the story <laughs> um there was until a, the movie started shooting in October oh, no did it October September um, until about two weeks before we started shooting, uh, the kids did not know. And oh. the kids were completely, we had a, the, there was a completely different third, fourth, and fifth act. And then um, it was decided that, and I understand why, um, from Hallmark's perspective, they did not feel that we should have a parent lie to their child. Yeah. And so as, as a result, there was a pretty quick modification and by modification, I mean, Oh, we're tearing up the middle of the movie. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Two weeks before shooting. I, I didn't want to eat or sleep. What was that? What are you talking about? So, yeah. so that's when we had to sort of like really, you know, figure things out. And originally there was, mo- there was more for um, um, Piper to do because it, Piper was kind of this uh, tech obsessed teen but, and, and our whole idea was that she's, you know, constantly on her phone that she doesn't even notice it's not her mom, you know? And then at the end, when she yeah. realizes she has that epiphany, she's embarrassed, you uh, know? And she yeah. kind of had, and she, there was this really good scene between the uh, Piper and her grandpa where she just felt like, I can't, you know, I can't believe I didn't know it was my mom. Yeah. You know, and Gabe had figured it out by that point. And so that's where, so there was a little more, and there was a little more shenanigans. Uh, but yeah, you know, that I can understand why they would want it to, 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 mm-hmm. to do that. I get it. But I, I, do, I, I do too. Know, like, why am I watching this movie about two people planning parties? Like, this is not <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I do. I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I, and this is, this is no, I do. I believe me, we were, we wanted to lean and, and lean into the shenanigans as much as we could. Um, and, but you know, it is, and I understand you don't want to lie to the kids. That said, you know, I, Hallmark, Lee and I, and actually Candace had pitched to Lee on set an idea for a sequel. And there's, there's not a lot of stuff that I've written that I'm like, yeah, it's a sequel. I, I would love to do switch to the wedding and, and really kind of, uh, explore the characters more because uh-huh. I don't feel that we got to explore the, the two characters or their relationships with their respective guys. More importantly, yeah. and this is just from my own perspective, I would have loved to explore um, the guys more. Yeah. Frankly. So, you know, so I don't think if you yeah. had like them all going, have you ever seen the cabin, the Hallmark movie, the cabin with Leah Thompson? It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's about this woman who goes to Scotland and uh, on this to this camp, and she ends up uh, with this. There's this other family, and they end up having to share this uh, cabin together because they're overbooked. And there's Mm -hmm. all these like 
because they hate each other first and you wouldn't be able to do quite that because obviously they're sisters so they can't do that but you could have them like both Mm -hmm. at this like camp and then like Mm -hmm. have because they look the same you could have all kinds of shenanigans within the camp do we have parent trap we have like Lindsay lohan yes (laughs) (laughs) we get get Haley Haley mills to play their mother or grandmother at this point i think (laughs) yes that'd be awesome I bet she's available. That would be amazing. I bet she's available, Dagana, yes. right? Oh or at least Juliet is, you know? <laughs> yes, we just come up with it. There you go. You got That's it. it. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> we, we've perfected the art of the, of the, do, you know, wherever the dolly doodle thing that, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. they used with the, the twin stuff. So yeah, we could, I would love that. That one, um, and the, the, there's three movies that are written that I would I would actually be like, well, I can see a sequel for that. That one with the twins, um, under the autumn moon, because I feel like we just we just started. Like, what's going to happen? You know, everyone yeah. with this yeah. ranch and whatnot. Um, and I'd like the chance because I came in on that one on a rewrite pretty late in the game, oh. and I would love a chance to like tackle it like from from a fresh because I think Lindy and Wes are adorable together and I would love to do stuff with horses and also mm-hmm. uh you were talking about like a, a, a the story of a woman who is not um uh like vilified for her success in her profession that I thought was pretty good about not doing that like in fact she yeah. got the promotion yeah. and through her innovation and hard work <laughs> you know? yeah. so also, like, poor, poor Casey Manderson <laughs> I know, right? He's just never so gonna. Funny. He's never gonna get the guy, girl. It's just. Never gonna what, get the girl, Martin? and he gets fired for having an opinion about where, <laughs> that was so funny. Where to put the? Yeah, sorry, okay. buddy. We gotta yeah. love nature. Yeah. Well, um, eh. well, yeah, that's right. You're gone. But um, but let's talk about these two upcoming films. Uh, yeah. So, Christmas Joy. Uh, we're mm-hmm. so excited to have Danielle Panabaker back because she is in one Yay! of. Them. She's adorable. She's in a movie called uh, a movie called Recipe for Love, and it's I joke that it has the Hallmark version of the ghost pottery scene in there. That's very different, <laughs> very romantic, really? and I love it. Really, it's I mean yeah. it's very much the Hallmark version, but they're like kneading bread, right. and it gets pretty blindfolded. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty steamy. Ooh. It's very All good. Right. I love it. And, <laughs> So I'm really excited. Obviously, we won't have any of that shenanigans, but no. I'm still excited to see her back. I, I don't know. Yeah, she's really cute. Matt yeah. Long at all. He's new to me. So I'm he was curious. new to me too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. And then I saw him and he's fantastic. He's just so charming. And adorable, and they look really. You know, sometimes when actors and actresses are together, you're like, eh, you individually look fine, but together, I'm not so sure. These yeah. two look like totally adorable together. Oh, I'm excited. So, so which what, what's this I, about? I wanna, yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah. So what it's about is a lot of sugar. Is the like um, the character? It's a small town. Uh, Joy goes back. You know, she's she's in her career mode again. And she, her aunt, uh, who's a, a pistol, Aunt Ruby, uh, injures, I refer to it as gently injured, her, her ankle, not so gently, but we don't really see it up on screen. So she has to kind of uh, go off and do a little bit of rehab. And this puts a, a, a monkey wrench in her plans to do the Christmas cookie crawl, which is quite a big deal in uh, the small town in North oh, Carolina. Yeah. Cookie crawl. Yes, cookie yeah. crawl. So, so like Joy, a the cookie no, crawl is not a cakewalk, as it turns oh. out, in any stretch of the way. <laughs> so, so she, so Joy, sort of in her ignorance as to what a cookie crawl entails, uh, volunteers to help. Uh-huh. And Matt Long's character, Ben, who was her crush when she was growing up, is you know had been helping her aunt through the whole process, and he's kind of trying to give her the heads up, like, "Hey, Joy, I don't think you really know what you got yourself into." Yeah. And she's a little like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it." He's like, no, I really don't think it. No, no, I got it. So, and then she gets into it. She's like, holy schmooly. And, um, and so then they find, then Matt is also, or Matt's character, Ben's character, wait, Matt's character, Ben, (laughs) is uh, also trying to work in a um, 
gingerbread contest. And so that's where like the line that you know, I've seen any of the ads where she's like, you know, full stop. They, you know, Crystal Falls has like a, a cookie crawl and a gingerbread, like what? <laughs> like this is a crazy amount of sugar. Um, and so they end up sort of teaming up together. Like he's like, look, if you'll help me with the gingerbread contest, doing this thing, this judging thing, um, that for reasons he needs to someone to step in, he's like, I will help you with the cookie crawl. So the two of them work together and they fall in love over sugar. I'm excited. That sounds delicious. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't want a cookie after this or yeah. a lemon bar or something like this, I will be shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, and I then, will, I've already got them in their fridge ready to heat up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, well done. Good, good job. <laughs> Uh, so mm-hmm. then uh, for it's Christmas Eve. Uh, so ha- mm-hmm. did they have like, we're wanting to make a project for Leanne Rhymes and then we make the story or was it, we have the story. Leanne Rhymes is a great fit. Um, so I came in a little in, later into the game. This was uh-huh. a year of me being the Tracy. Uh, can you come in at this stage and, yeah. and the- do something. I'm a very fast here. writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should swing in. Um, I was a little, <laughs> little earlier in the process with this one, but still later to the game than if I did with Switched or with um, Snowbride. So what, when I was brought in, they'd had a, a treatment that was created by Mark Armato. And um, so the story, and, and I don't know who, what I, my understanding is Leanne had been interested in doing a Christmas um, Christmas movie for Hallmark. And um, Stephanie Germain Vinegar, who is the producer, um, brought Leanne into the Hallmark world and they, they went forward with this project. And then I'm not really sure why Mark uh, couldn't take it, you know, to the screenplay format. I don't know if he had, was too busy, had to do something else. I don't. But they basically gave me the call and were like, here's the, here's the treatment. Can you make some changes? X, Y, and Z, and then go. And so I took it from, you know, that and, and made some, some adjustments to try to make it a little more hallmarky. Um, introduce, like originally he was a, a widow and I was like, a widower, excuse me. I was like, um, can we, <laughs> literally my, my job, I feel like half the time is like, can we not kill the parent? I'm like, is there any way we can just keep the parent alive somehow? You know, like <laughs> send him off, off, but don't kill the parent. So now he's divorced. Uh, the Liam character, and uh, he's the the music teacher, and her character, Le- Leanne's character, Eve, um, uh, originally just came to a random town, and I my input was that she was coming back to her hometown, so she gets to be with her mom, and so that's when I sort of developed the mom and the stepdad character, and then um, and kind of went from there, and uh, so that's kind of how it was, and then uh, Leanne's uh, business partner, manager, songwriter, all around an amazing guy, this guy, Daryl um, Brown. Uh, he and I and Stephanie worked on scripts. Like I would get feedback and, you know, Liam would read it and, and give notes and, and then just kind of just keep going and keep going. And next thing you know, you're shooting a movie. <laughs> That's it. And then she came up with three movies, three songs. Uh, well, I'm really excited because I loved Tyler Hines in Falling for You. I was just I fell in love with him. I have interviewed him, and he was a delight. And uh, I feel like they'll have pretty good chemistry. I, I yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I had never seen him before until I was watch, watching dailies. It was kind of like Matt Long, you know. It was one of those things where you're like, boy, I hope you know who who's. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, you know, when we were talking about like. Uh, uh, people's innate ability to uh, understand and comic timing he has it he just has that great comic timing and he's a charismatic guy and I really enjoyed watching him in the day I have not seen even a rough cut of the movie so I don't know but I will Uh tell you this I spent a long time sitting down and thinking about how do I do a meet cute that's different than the other meet cutes because I was like I don't have a lot of time and I got to think of something. And this is next to, I really liked the roping the girl scene in An Honor of the Autumn Moon. I, I felt like that was kind of like super fun. Yeah. Um, but this has a bookend with the meet cute that um, I, I don't know if it makes, makes it into the movie. I really hope it does because I, it's when I'm like, oh, this could be fun. Yeah. Especially if you I love rom-com. 
Oh, well, that makes me really excited. And just the clips that they've shown, I'm like, before I knew you were the writer, I'm like, this sounds pretty, pretty sharp. This sounds pretty fun. Like you were saying with the banter. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Sweet and fun. And I'm definitely looking forward to it and Christmas joy. And uh, so, yeah, this is really exciting. I mean, I'm wow. excited too. I mean, I've, I've, this, this last five weeks with four movies, I've kind of been like, what, you know, like, oh my gosh. And I, I feel like after it's Christmas Eve uh, airs, I can, I can kind of relax a little, <laughs> although not really, because um, I'm going into Valentine's Day right now. Ah. I just turned in something called oh uh, a little preview. It's called The Story of Us, and it's set in uh, a bookstore, um, oh. and I, which is totally my wheelhouse. So yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about that. That sounds really cute. Well, I, I'm yeah. definitely... Uh, I'm definitely excited uh, for for that and for these Christmas movies. Yeah, I feel the same way. Except for uh, the, I feel like I want to schedule a vacation uh, at the, <laughs> after like the first week of January or something like that. Right? <laughs> like I did it. Right? I did it. Yes. <laughs> I I admire all of you guys who do podcasts or or reviews or or even the folks who are on Twitter. I love following hashtags for movies on Twitter and for the Hallmarkies because, you know, the dedication is admirable. I mean, high five to everybody. I I just did an interview with, with Ruth Hill and she was, and she's just like, she's got tons of like, sort of the same thing. I'm like, when it's all, when this is over with, go, go to the Puerto Rico and have a vacation. (laughs) That's what I think. Yeah. I think meet James Denton. I don't know. Along the way. Yeah, meet James Denton. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly holiday questions. So what we have normally it's the team beat questions, but since it's Christmas, this is a Christmas edition. And so, <laughs> first question, what is your favorite holiday drink? Um, red wine? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, mold wine, actually. Mold okay. wine. Yeah. I, so, I'm homemade mold wine. Oh, okay, good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Favorite holiday cookie is the sugar cookie, you know, with like shapes, yeah. with like, and that kind of thing. I, I love that. Well, especially if you get like little green, um, little sugar bits on top of it and you make a Christmas tree or whatever. I love that. Yeah. I like it, especially if they're real soft. And that's oh, delicious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really <laughs> go wrong with a sugar cookie. I just don't think, I think that's pretty basic. Yeah. So what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas sung by Judy Garland. Ditto. It makes me cry. my favorite as well. Just. Yeah. I mean, when she's, I love that moment in the movie when she sings yeah. to her little sister and they're all good. That's the thing is like, it, it, Frank Sinatra changed it to hang a shining star on the, on the highest bow or whatever it is. Um, oh. But it's really until then we'll have to muddle through somehow from the meet yeah. me in St. Louis yeah. movie, because it's a sad melancholy moment in the yeah. movie that changes everything. It's just such a, yeah. Oh, I love that. It's like Sorry. intense in that movie when like the little girls mm-hmm. like chopping down those snowmen. <laughs> oh it's yeah. Really right. Margaret I, O'Sullivan. And she's like, yeah. I'm taking the snowman down. Oh, <laughs> <love> it. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe what what is your favorite Christmas movie like a classic or whatever my favorite Christmas movie is oh it's such a cliche I'm so sorry I feel like I'm nothing but cliches here but it's uh um it uh it's a wonderful life yeah it's I love it's a wonderful life uh you know Jimmy Jimmy Stewart kills me every time with his face and his tears and you know it's Susan's pebbles it's Susan's pebbles you know, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, hello, movie hall. Hello. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Kill me. Oh, that's right, Clarence. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it pretty much every year. They have it. I think it's TCM or whatever does it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And so at least oh. the last three years, I think I've gone to see it on the big screen and it's really fun. 
people kind of forget because it's got such the nostalgia factor that the, the movie is about a man attempting suicide at the yeah. very beginning of it. You know, it's like yeah. it's dark. It's got some darkness in it. Well, and some people are like, oh, well, like it really wouldn't be that big a difference if like I think it's over the top. I'm like, it's perfectly over the top because if you were just about to kill yourself, like a subtle message is not what you need. You need it to right. be pretty stark. Like, of course that's yeah. what Clarence is going to do. He's not going to take him to Bedford Falls and it'd be like, oh, not that different. Like that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your life was, it was not that meaningful, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Not that much would change. I mean, you know, subtle differences. I think that, the, the park would maybe not be quite so shiny but you know at least, right. yeah no you ha it had to be like how one person's life really has it makes an impact I just yeah. you know give me the I'm not I'm not a huge on on schmaltz unless yeah. it's done something like that I like sentiment yeah. I like yeah. sentimentality in that but I don't like too much schmaltz but I don't, I don't even know if you would call that schmaltz maybe you would no, I mean, like, Frank Capra was on like a whole nother level like it's just yeah. like there's things and then there's Frank Capra yeah. is just like another level. <laughs> right there's, there's he's <laughs> like have, have I made have made my point no let me get the sledgehammer <laughs> and, oh, and I don't and, and I don't know the magic of Frank Capra is I'm like you are in fact hitting me over the head and yet I don't Love care it. how Love does it. that work yeah, I just saw Mr. Fisk Goes to Washington on the big screen. And, you know, it was so interesting because I was going to thinking like, oh, this is going to be depressing because of where we're at now versus then. <laughs> but I watched the movie and mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's kind of exactly the same. People, it's kind of, the similarities are, people are lying mm -hmm. and politicians being corrupt. And I was like, what? Politicians oh. are corrupt and lying to you, right <laughs> to your face to just, yeah. you know, for power? What? Yeah. Seriously, like, wow. honestly, if we watch Pottersville right now with, with a, <laughs> you know, It's a Wonderful Life, you're like, have you seen Los Angeles lately? I got news for you. <laughs> you're like, have we all watched Back to the Future 2 too many times? Like, like <laughs> right. <laughs> but, oh, but anyway, so, do you have a favorite <laughs> holiday tradition? Like, decorating the tree or something like that my favorite for holiday tradition for christmas um besides just going out and seeing my family um and and having together is uh probably we used to do this when i was younger we don't do this now because we were kids but we used to go over to my grandma's uh, my mom's mom's house on okay. christmas eve and open um one present yeah. from grandma and grandpa there and then, so then we could go and, and, you know, and that was kind of like getting two Christmases, which when you're a kid, you're like, Aces, two Christmases, what? You know, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's that. cool. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you get enough presents. Like when I'm, now that I'm uh, an old fogey, I just, I have like two <laughs> presents. So I don't want to open one on Christmas right. Eve. I don't want to have any presents. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. When you're a kid, you anticipate, you're like, am I getting no fewer than 30, right? Because anything less than that would be yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm being gypped out here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, do I get a card? Just a card? Maybe a gift card. I just need Visa. That's fine. Yeah. I'm also yeah. a December baby, by the way. So oh. I'm so used to having, yeah, I get, get it. The combined I get the Oh, yeah. I still do. I always thought. That would be hard about having December birthday. I'm, I'm December sixth, so I'm I'm kind of like y'all have three enough. weeks between me, right? And then you can you can do two. <laughs> no, because my birthday's no. January twenty third, and even then I felt like sometimes no. like, like verging on still? A too, what still a little too close sometimes. But what they would try to do many times is my sister's birthday is on February sixth, so they would try to have the combined. Uh -huh present slash oh. gift slash party and it's like no, no wrongness wrongness yeah that's right <laughs> we're not that's twins. not allowed uh we're not, anyway. exactly Did you notice that we didn't have the same birthday <laughs> sorry no um, yeah my, right. i've got a brother whose birthday yeah, yeah sorry good no sorry. no sorry uh, but so do you have speaking on that same same thing do you have a memorable christmas gift that you've either given or received like a do you have your Red Rider BB gun? I <laughs> <laughs> do. Uh, wait, um, I'm trying to think of that with my, oh, it's funny you should say this. I was like, is that my Christmas birthday or Christmas birthday present? I can't remember. 
<laughs> that might have been my birthday present. Um, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell you, that was a bike I got, and it was my 10th birthday, now that I think oh, about it. But, because yeah. mom and dad gave me, like, a, a, which was not your question. The memorable Christmas that I had, <laughs> this is probably going to just make me the biggest nerd and uh, insight, uh, was when I asked for and received for Christmas uh, from everybody every single Agatha Christie novel Uh, and I ended up with the Agatha Christie oeuvre (laughs) and I was all of like 12 years old 11 and I'm sitting there trying to like reading all of it was just voracious nice did you you see Murder (laughs) on the Orient Express last year I did yeah yeah I liked it I liked it um, just because I kind of liked aspects of it and, uh-huh. and here and then, but it never can, in my opinion, can't, I don't think it can replace yeah. the one with uh, Ingrid Bergman and Albert Finney. Yeah. I There's thought it was so it. disappointing. I, I, I yeah. just thought, like the last yeah, like 30 45 minutes of the movie is him just ex- it's just exposition talking, it's just him talking talking yeah. and them literally yeah. sitting at a table and him standing in front of the table and him just talking and yeah. i'm like how yeah. is this i thought it was super boring yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? yeah i mean there, but the thing is like for me i kept distracting myself with well michelle pfeiffer's look how great she looks yeah. she looks great is that oh daisy ridley i like yeah. her isn't she charming so i kind of would lose myself like that which is not exactly what you're going to, you know, do, you know, should be doing. I was like, oh, pretty nice cinematography. But you're absolutely right. When you were talking about, like, at the end, they were like, yam, and yam, and yam, and yam. Like, <laughs> like, but, you know. Should be a, like, they weren't, and they didn't do that good a job of sort of placing all these red herrings and all these clues. No. So you're like, ooh, ooh, you know. And so I hope that, right. I guess they're going to do a second one. And I hope that they make it much better. Because the, the, the ingredients were there, like, to make a good yeah. movie. It just. Yeah anyway sometimes the, it's like the some of the yeah i think my favorite one of my favorite i just actually referenced in going back to the the bookstore one the valentine's bookstore uh-huh. one i just i know again i who knows if it'll make it into the final cut i referenced and you know agatha christie's and then there were none i'm like i'm not sure wow. if that's going to make it into a valentine's movie but you know like, <laughs> we'll see that's really cool uh so <laughs> all right so which do you prefer scrooge or the grinch Oh, the Grinch. Okay. So far, every single person has said the Grinch, which is interesting. Um, You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think I like just, it seems more emotional, which is weird because it should be, you know, Dickens isn't exactly known for being his subtlety either, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I love them both because I'm an animation girl. So I love the Grinch and scrooge i'm a huge christmas carol fan so it's tough yeah. but uh but yeah, yeah so clear lights or colored oh colorful lights on my tree but i actually use clear lights on the okay. tree um colorful lights but white lights in all sorts of other places does cool. that make sense like i literally have a, these i these white shelves on my in my living room with white lights around them and i will just turn them on <laughs> but <laughs> well we know that i want hallmark twinkle lights equal love twinkle lights do equal love i've yeah. got some twinkle lights in again in the final <laughs> moments of uh this particular bookstore one i've got white lights in a, in a courtyard with a tree so because i was like what do i want i want twinkle lights man yeah. i do <laughs> are you so are you a good gift wrapper or not so much I'm an excellent gift wrapper. I worked uh, in a bookstore for when oh. I turned 16. Two weeks after I turned 16, my mom came home from Christmas shopping and told me that I had a job at a bookstore. And I was like, I didn't know I was looking. Uh, so <laughs> as a result, I, was, I have a lot of retail experience in wrapping. And I, as a, I'm pretty doggone good at it. Yeah. I, I fold things. I tape things. I you know, <laughs> make sure the lines are clear. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. If you need anything, send it my way. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it and send it back to you. <laughs> Next movie you shoot, you saw, we all know. Right. Uh, so, right. <laughs> so do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Mm. Do I have one? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I have had one. I live in Los Angeles and just even having a sweater is kind of like, really? <laughs> you know, what are you, a hipster? You're faking it over there. Um, so, uh, but I would love, to, I've had one in the past. Maybe and, you can get uh, one of those, the like, bobbles. 
he maybe he get one of those t-shirts that looks like an ugly sweater but it's just a right that's sweater. what i should do <laughs> you're right or the, well, don't have you noticed they've got this whole stuff out now like i'm this is my hallmark uh christmas movie watching t-shirt or something like that i'm yeah. totally gonna oh yeah yeah <laughs> julie sherry cool. wolf has one she put on her, her facebook page about like this is my homework oh. christmas writing yeah. oh that's good yeah well that's it you passed the test that's it Woo! Yeah. you're official christmas uh, I'm so. in. Yes. So this I was a, been, I was always a good student. <laughs> this has been so much fun and there was like so much that we, like we definitely have to talk again cuz there was like a bunch of movies I we love didn't it. Even talk about. Amazing. We didn't talk about The Spirit of Christmas which Glamour magazine yeah. referred to as hot ghost hot ghost for Christmas. So I mean Thomas Bodine if you listen to our Hunks of Hallmark podcast where we ranked mm-hmm. <laughs> our top 5 favorite Hallmark <laughs> Thomas Bodine yeah. makes my list because man, he mm-hmm. is oh, he is a hunky guy. He's he's just beautiful. He's just beautiful. Did you see the? I'm sorry, if we're gonna go off on a Thomas Bodine <laughs> uh, sidebar here as you were just wrapping up. But if you get a chance, if any of your listeners get a chance, go Google his name, and he does this this commercial where he is pouring a drink, and then he's in a fireman shirt helmet, oh and there's a kitten. My. Gosh. And then he then he suddenly loses his shirt because no reason why that's who have a shirt on there. It, you do women, that. That's you, why? Yes. <laughs> My gift to you is to tell you to go go, go find that on YouTube. Uh, we will. You're welcome. And if we ever gonna make our firehouse movie, <laughs> then we are for sure gonna have that in. <laughs> yes. Yes. What his shirt just spontaneously came off? I you know. I feel like you know, like. Alan Rickman in Galaxy Quest. I see you managed to get your shirt off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That but anyway, that's for another podcast. <laughs> well, great. This has been so much fun. We definitely will have you back on, uh, and um, we're excited Thank for you. the new movies. And uh, do you have social media at all that you want to share? Um, I am on Instagram, and I am on Twitter. And um, I'm being very good on, on uh, well, on Instagram, I just throw up post pictures left and right, whatever I want to do. And at Twitter, I'm, I'm a little more, I think it's just both of them are just my name. Just so I'm not that original. Well, I can't, yeah. Anything like that. Okay, good. Well, uh, I'll have that link in the description if you want to check out your social media, they can. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews here on I, on iTunes and on YouTube. And make sure you guys are following the podcast, the Homework News Pod, all over social media. And if you if you can put in your, rec- uh, your reviews on iTunes, we really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. So thanks so much, Tracy. This was really fun. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate so, it. Thanks, I, thanks for, uh, for coming on. Absolutely. No, anytime. So yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we will definitely keep in touch and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>